Hey, this is David from the Piecing It Together podcast, a podcast about movies and the movies that inspire them. For over four years each week, a guest and I take a look at a new movie through the lens of what other movies we think were either an influence or connect in some other way. It's a fun, unique way to discuss films that leads to a great list of other movies to check out that either explore the same themes and ideas or maybe utilize similar filmmaking techniques including special episodes in our side series that twist the format. We've done over 200 episodes, so there's bound to be one on a film you've been thinking about and want to dig deeper into. So check us out on all the major podcasting apps and at piecingpod.com. My name's Leonard. It's nice to meet you, Will. I suppose I'm here to make friends with you. And your dad's too. But my heart is broken. Why is it broken? Because of what I have to do today. Welcome to the latest episode of the podcast, I Wouldn't Die. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, as always, is Aaron. Howdy doody. This week, we're discussing the horror suspense thriller, Knock at the Cabin, starring Dave Bautista, Jonathan Groff. A little Ron Weasley in there for flavor. Good time. Flavor, flame. Flavor, flame. Each week on the podcast, I Wouldn't Die, we discuss guilty pleasures and forgotten classics of the horror and sci-fi genre with a comedic twist. Aaron, how are you doing? I guess I'm all right. As good as can be expected. I've had no breakfast yet. So (laughs) we'll see. That's upsetting. See, I get up early. And go for a run during the week. So there you go. So I'm very I had a dream fiddle. that I was house hunting mansions. Like mom was there and we were looking at mansions on in coastal Italy. Yep. Uh one of the houses had a church in it and a hair salon. So I slept a little bit later than usual. This is your dream. This is a dream I had last night. Interesting. <laughs> Which caused me to sleep longer than normal. I That'll was too busy it. going from room to room in my my Italian at uh, mansion. I mean, as the summer screeches to a halt, I realize like I just came back from uh, Ireland not long ago, and I'm still kind of a little bit of the lag, not too much. But I realize that my kids are suffering from what might be called summer lag because they stay up till three o'clock in the morning and sleep until noon. I don't know how it's going to work when we got to go back to school in a week or two. So I said that to myself uh, on this weekend. I reset. All, I have four morning alarms. I have the six, the six thirty, <laughs> the seven, the seven thirty, all just to keep me on track. Uh, and I have been hitting snooze for the first two ones, so it's going to be a shock to the system. Absolutely. Well, uh, it's like well, when I horror. set the alarm. It's no question. Why I set my alarm at 4:30 in the morning, knowing that I'm going to fool around for the first 30 minutes of that time. Like I'll get out of bed, go to the bathroom for a half an hour, and then maybe <laughs> I'm ready to actually start being productive. Who's to say have, though? Have you considered coffee, or is that why you're in the bathroom for 30? Minutes? That's why I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> womp womp womp. Aaron. Give us your 30-second synopsis of Knock at the Cabin. Beautiful cabin. A beautiful little child. Loving uh, single-sex couple. 
Um, and Dave Batista rolls up and is chit chatting with the with the tiny child about grasshoppers, and then all the shit breaks loose. So freaks show up at your at your vacation cabin where you literally have no neighbors, basically telling you that the world is going to end unless one of you volunteer to be killed by the others. Yes, that's it. The end. And then the end, of course, is the usual uh, M. Night Shyamalan doesn't know how to end in a movie. See, so you, it's a, I'm hanging by my fingernails to the end to see what's going on because it starts off bang, and then by the end I'm like, oh, Jesus, interesting. This, this is what I have my very specific ideas on how this should have been fixed. I'm quite well, frankly now. This. I mean, there is no twist. It's an M night with no twist, um, but this is how it is. He doesn't know how to close a movie. He doesn't know how to close. I I watched old. Did you watch old? I did not. I I heard that got horrible reviews. I watched old, and well, quite frankly, this got horrible reviews. I watched did it? old. I guess we're gonna find we'll, out. We'll, we'll 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 find out. Um, but honestly, I can't tell you how it ended. I don't even remember because I've erased <laughs> it from my mind. Because there was it wouldn't have been how I ended it. There was a thing where um, after seeing Old, one of the actors from the uh, from Doctor Who released a long old diatribe against M. Night Shyamalan movies, telling people not to go see it, that it was a piece of crap. So I did not go see it. That's very strong. He just, I, I think it's like when you, okay, first of all, Please. Why is M. Night Shyamalan still giving money to make movies, but Catherine Bigelow, who uh, won an Academy Award, hasn't done anything since 2017? But every year, M. Night is getting a check to go create things that that get poor ratings. So what's happening there? Uh, I even had to look that up. Don't they still do well? Even old seem to do well at the... People didn't like it, but I, I think it did I think well. o- didn't old go straight to HBO? I don't, I don't think so. I don't know if that was in the theaters or not. Because I was. saw it on that HBO. Was in the oh, it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. It was a thing. Now, what's interesting about this movie is when it was in theaters, we were all talking about going to go see it then. And for one right. reason or another, we couldn't get it together. Like right. people, people that I would have gone to see it had already seen it or were not interested in seeing it in the first place. So it was one of those things where like, do I care enough to go see it by myself? Clearly I did not. And then, and then it passes. was on Peacock and I wasn't going to sign up for one more mother effer streaming service. Right. And now finally it is settled on, on Amazon Prime. But I, I went into this kind of with an open heart because I, again, I don't yeah. remember hearing a lot of negative buzz about knock at the cabin i didn't hear anything maybe but that, it maybe looked that's interesting mm-hmm. i mean i had just from the basically the the snippet tells you what's going on yeah the world's going to end one of you needs to be sacrificed but they have yep. you have to like volunteer that's that's the uh, movie and my answer was then let it burn man let it burn then let it burn well, what um, kind of a world am I living in where that's the choice that has to be made? It doesn't deserve to exist. Screw up. screw everyone. It would seem it would seem to be that way, right? Um, yeah. 
This was the first time and only time you ever saw it, the viewing for this podcast. Is that right? Correct. Correct. Yeah, me as well. Me as well. So it was like, even when it came on to Amazon Prime, I wasn't rushing out to watch it on my own. What does that mean? Maybe nothing. I was watching... Uh, I was watching, um, I think I told you this, the zombie, the unofficial zombie sequels, uh, after <laughs> you've got Dawn of the Dead is the original. Then I watched, uh, Lucio Fulci's zombie two. Then I watched zombie three, which was also kind of Fulci directed half of it and then left in a half. Then I watched zombie four, which was unrelated and I'm about to watch zombie five killer birds later today so i'm not discriminating i will watch whatever live killer birds is that like angry birds well exactly well the thing about these movies is like zombie four it was really just called after death but the japanese distributor slapped on zombie four to make people think that it was a related related. and that's the same thing with zombie five where it was like just slap zombie five on there even though it's really about killer birds evidently so Okay. I'll let you know how it turns out. <laughs> but it's got that know, good. Because it sounds like it's right up the, the alley for our podcast. It might be. It's got that good, horrible uh, Italian dubbing. Where it's like people are speaking oh, I... English, but they're redubbing it anyway. And the dub ain't that great. Doesn't match. And so you're just like, what is happening? So it's like Godzilla if you wanted to throw up. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> so good times had by all. Let's jump right into the highlights. You go first. Dude, the casting of Dave Batista as a second grade teacher and who runs an after school program. And his his acting is amazing because I only know him from Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Where he is fantastic there. But this is real acting. You know what I mean? Yes. He plays it. He talks in a quiet voice. He's self. It's like he talks to them as he would talk to his students. And it totally resonated for me. And I thought he was amazing. And he was no good. one's talking about it. No one's talking about it. But his acting in that is mm-hmm. shockingly good. Right. I, I agree with you 100%. He was dynamite in this. The thing to set it up, as you've if you've seen the ads, you know what happens. There's a couple, there's a family, young family on vacation and four strangers show up and force their way into their house, tie them up and then tell them uh, the world's going to end unless you guys choose to sacrifice one of you. You have to do it willingly to to save uh, all humanity, which we all know. We all knew that if you've seen the ads, you know that that's where it's coming from. What the switch, or I don't know, it's the switch, but to add on to it, every so often, one of the quote unquote kidnappers, they ask them point blank, will you make a choice? And of course they say, no, we will never make that choice. Right. So, then, so then Ron Weasley, who I have not seen since the Harry, Rupert Grint, I hadn't seen him since any of the Harry Potter, Harry, what am I calling it? Harry, Harry Potter, Potter movies. Potter. He he gets on his knees, pulls a white like mask on and artfully because they don't really show it. What what happens? Thankfully, um, he gets murdered by the other three, like because they all have crazy like homemade tool weapons. And they're tortured Um, by it. He's crying because he knows he's going to die. 
And the right. people doing the killing are are twisted up because these are like regular people. Like, right. like we said, Dave Batista's second grade teacher. One of the other characters is a lady who's a nurse. Yes. The other guy is just like a works for PG and E, and I can't remember what the what the fourth. She's one a cook. Did. The other one was, was a, a chef. Yes. And they're tortured by this. It's like yes. they fully believe that what they they were they've been seeing visions, and they met. They in all a, saw in the a, same like, vision. They all saw the same vision. They met yes. on some four chan or something. Yes. And. <laughs> I mean, this could have been written in such a different way. So they and they're all having the same hallucination, and they all show where, that told them to show up here. Right. That because these people's love is so pure that they're the sacrifice that has to be made, but it has to be volunteered. Has to be volunteered. So every time they say no, then one of one of the four people has to be killed in front of them. Right. So they, they kill they kill Ron Weasley and Dave Bautista turns on the TV and immediately it's like uh, there was a earthquake off the coast of the Aleutian Islands four hours ago. And, you know, uh, there there may be like some tsunami warnings. And they're like, oh, this is a bunch of BS. That was four hours ago. You knew that was coming. And then immediately, boom, there's another earthquake right off the coast of Oregon. Where it's like now, they people on the beach have only minutes uh, to live. Essentially, yeah, they have like the live footage of a of like a beach, a, a foggy Which beach I have in a Oregon. About. <laughs> where all of a sudden you just see these giant waves moving to the coast, fifty foot high wave yeah. swoops in, and you see it. It's like somebody. I think we're supposed to think this was live, you know, news footage. Like there's a cameraman. But how the hell did he know to be there? If the earthquake just happened, was he just I happened to be filming people at like, the beach? I thought it was just like a homie with their waterproof iPhone or something. So are they live? I mean, they could be live streaming, I guess. Just coincidentally live streaming, it's talking to their friends. Clear. It could be, you know, when there's a tsunami, you know, on the West Coast, it, it the whole the whole of the West Coast could be affected. So it could be a crew was out there, but they get submerged in water. That's why I think it's like one of those waterproof iPhones. Seems like I, it. I can't imagine that the news crew you can drop it in the pool and uh, all's all's right with the world. Right, right. Well, and, th- and that's one of those things where it's like, how long does it take before you get up and run for your life? Because it seems like people are sitting there going, ooh, what's that? For way too long. Way too long. I mean, they may have been killed anyway. There's probably not not much they could have done regardless. Uh, But yeah, I'm not not just sitting there waiting to find out what happens. No. Sweet Jesus. Get the hell out of there. So this kind of repeats a few more times. Each time it was like, you know, they kill somebody and then merely turn on the TV. Oh, no, there's there's a plague that's striking people down. And, and, and there's a delay and then it heats up. It's like the first day one person died. OK, now we're, we're not going to deal with this till tomorrow. We're here to take care of you. Right. You should get some sleep. We're going to feed you. We're we're here to take care of you. And right. Tomorrow you're going to be asked the question again. And then starting tomorrow, then it heats up. You're going to be asked the questions quicker. Well, and there's a moment of doubt because they recognize 
the same-sex couple recognizes Ron Weasley as having been somebody who attacked them in a bar uh, back in Boston seven years earlier. Right. And that, because they're the one guy is convinced that this is a hate crime, that they were basically targeted for being a same-sex couple. And the fact yeah, that he so recognizes... Go ahead. So of the couple, you have the one guy who's an attorney, who's very right. analytical, and his partner is very more feeling emotional. Right. Kind of a situation. So then... First, we're all on, on board. We're all on target. Our family, the world, the, there's so much shit going on in the world. May, screw it. My well, that's what the lawyer lost, says. Lost the earth. Right, that's thought, what the lawyer if the, says. If the, if the world dies a hundred times, a hundred times, we'd, we'd say no. We're not going to make that right. choice. But his partner is not so quick on the agreement. Now, the partner has had uh, some brain damage because he a got severe into a fight question. with the, Severe concussion, so he's not acting right, or is he? Who can or say? Or is he? That's the or question. Is he? There's a, or is he they... now a true believer? Because now it's like it, it, it is a weird right. psychological situation because you have these people telling you terrible things and are clearly upset about what they're doing. Right. And they're literally, you have to look at them as they're dying and begging you to please make a choice. Right. Basically. So when they realize Ron Weasley was the guy who attacked him, uh, they start to have doubts. And even uh, the attackers are like, well, wait a minute. We don't really know him. You know, he is the one. We, we, you know, yeah, we don't really know each other. We just like met to come here. Right. We've never it was, it met was on a message before. board and he's the one who found the cabin. So how do we know? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, their visions, they did have the visions. Unless, right. I mean, you have to think, are they either crazy or are they really having visions? Because those seem to be the only options. Right. Right. So that's but, the question. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, it, it's not until a couple go down where literally Dave Batista is in front of the TV saying word for word what the news is saying. Right. That it removes all your doubt. Right. Well, it's like, I think, because they kind of gave it some plausible deniability for the first right, couple first. of. Because yeah. it's like. Yeah, they did turn it on, and yes, it did seem like some of these things already happened, and you know, oh, the the plague or whatever it was was already kind of going on. Um, by the third one, when the planes are all falling out of the sky, you have to think something's <laughs> something's up. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So, did you always think that they were on the level? Uh. I don't think I did. Okay. I really did. I thought, I didn't think that they were doing this. Like, I didn't think it was like the strangers. Remember the movie, the strangers. Right. Home invasion. I didn't, I didn't think this was just mindless stuff. I believe they believe. Right. That you, you believe they I mean? believe. Yes. Because they don't I believe they, that they believe they don't really hurt the family. They tie right. him up. One guy gets a concussion because he kind of slips and falls and bangs his head during the initial breaking in. 
Um, but because they have all these creepy weapons, but they they use it on each other. They don't yeah. use the weapons on on the couple. Or and, even and when the, the when the couple is trying to fight them, it's more right. like the 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 intruders are defending themselves versus right. trying to punch you out or something. They're just right. trying to keep you safe. They're not and angry they, with you, and they can't they can't let you leave though. And they can't and let you leave. They can't let you leave, but they're not trying to hurt you in any way. Right. Um, I, I mean, I. I it's one of those movies where it's like, how do you kind of thread that needle? You know what I mean? At some point you think, oh, it's, it's got to be true. It's 100% has to be true. And if it's 100% true, then what do you do in that scenario? Do you let all, because each time they don't make a choice, 100,000 people are dead. Pretty well, much. Well, what's interesting that I thought is every time they make a choice, before they execute or don't, well, they make the wrong choice according right. to them. Uh, before they kill the person, they're they're like a section of the population has been judged, right? Judged like how? What does that mean? They've been judged. You be condemned. Yes. Judge means like whatever being is in charge, because clearly we're talking old school gods versus right. our kindly God. God that, that this tells you that, that Jesus and God, uh, is, no, is not the thing. We're, t- we're, right. we're talking old school gods that require yes. a sacrifice. Plagues um, and things. That if, if you've judged a population, judge them for being bad. So are bad people just dying? No, doesn't seem like it. So what does it mean by, that's what bothered me. What did Ooh. it mean by a percentage of the population has been judged? We don't know. Yeah. There's no explanation. Now here's, right. let me ask you this. Only bad people flow, flow, fly on Wednesdays. Or that's something. what it is. <laughs> um, there's a scene when, um, what was it? Was it Eric? It was Eric and Andrew. Daddy Eric, Daddy Andrew. He, the guy who had the concussion, he admits that earlier in the movie when they killed Ron Weasley, because there's a moment where like the light kind of spills in from the window. And he says he saw a figure or something in the light. Did you ever go back and rewatch that scene? Because I was going to, and then I forgot to. No. So I wonder if there was actually a figure in that light in that moment. Because only like you have to like... Like freeze frame it. I, I would have something. to Google that, but it'd probably be better if there wasn't. You know what I mean? Right. Like they didn't show that. But then they tell him, "They already told you, honey. You were you'd be very sensitive to the light because you're concussed. so." That's the mo- moment when one of the partners switches, starts to be is- more amenable to the idea. Right. Absolutely. But that's the thing because it's M Night Shyamalan. I'm constantly looking for the twist. Right. I'm constantly looking for the the kind of ham-handed. Like when they, when she was collecting grasshoppers, I wrote down, are we the grasshoppers in this analogy? That's a Twilight that Zone episode. Right. Remember that one? Absolutely. <laughs> the little people in the dollhouse. <laughs> That's what I mean. I was like, is there going to be, is this kind of an analogy where like, no, none that I can. Well, I, mean, I was maybe. thinking... They were talking about these plagues would befall the earth. So grasshoppers, I mean, that's, that's some ancient locusts. That's some ancient Egypt stuff. Absolutely. There was a freakish amount of them in our backyard. Too many, I would argue. I would argue. No question. They scare the crap out of me. They're like freaking aliens. 
Would this movie have been better if there was more ambiguity? Like if there was more doubt? That's my question. But how do you do that? How do you do it in such a way? Do you eliminate the whole turning on the TV thing? I have have a whole different theory about how this would have been a better movie. Lay it on me. But... All right, so here's here's, here's the deal. It would have been a better movie if there was more ambiguity and this just became a discussion about the frenzied media. Because, of course, if you turn on these channels, there's always a disaster. Mm -hmm. So it could be every time when there's an earthquake, there's always an aftershock. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. With that first one. This could be a thing about the media. So every time you turn TV, they're cutting too because it's a 24-hour feed. Right. And they make the sacrifice and it ends up being for no reason that these people were caught up in this idea from being on a message board, from being on Fortran, that in the end he kills his partner and it was for no reason. But that this is can't. just the discussion of the crazy, the crazy news cycle. That's you, would have been more. In, that would have been the twist. But you couldn't prove a negative. If he killed his partner and then nothing happened, does that prove that it worked? That the world didn't come to an end? He it kills almost, his partner, and still there's always something else going on on CNN. Yeah, that I mean, it should have been about the the whole if it bleeds, it leads right situation. It's a different movie, but but they tied themselves in and made it so it had to be true. I just think it would have been better if the fact there was a twist. Uh, how many times I have to say, M Night, don't do a twist. Well, this is the time you needed the twist. To turn out, yeah, these guys were just made themselves crazy being lost in the Fortran, discussing signs they saw, and they became right. true believers, and it was all for naught. And you sacrifice because it because it's a lie. The idea that little girl is gonna remember everything she saw. Absolutely. It wasn't gonna be in the future. She grows up with daddy Eric and everybody's perfectly fine. You would never be fine after living through that. So that idea is ridiculous. So this is what makes me angry about this movie. Because I mean, it was pretty bang for a while. And then I just didn't like the, I didn't like the end. I, I think it could have been a statement about the news media. Of course, I go turn on the news right now and there's going to be something. So yeah. a, a group of people is dying somewhere and it's horrible. I didn't, I didn't mind the ending. Okay. Uh, we're going to go do the, the ratings later, but it was pretty straightforward. You know what I mean? It was pretty straightforward. Whereas, um, this movie was based upon a book. The book was called The Cabin at the End of the World, came out in 2018. And there are some changes in the book to the movie. In the book, uh, the couple are fighting over the gun at one point, uh, trying to decide what to do. And the daughter is shot and killed on accident. <sighs> and Dave Batista's character, Leonard, says it doesn't count because it was on accident. It had to be a choice. So the rest of the movie proceeds as 
as necessary. And it ends with just the two of them. And they both decide not to kill each other, just to let, let, it, let it go, whatever happens. So it ends ambiguous. Okay. We don't know what happens. We don't know if the world ends. We don't know if, you know, we don't know anything. So is it better if it's that kind of ambiguity? I, I, this is just too straightforward. The minute he started talking along, I was like, oh. Now you know, right. Now there's now no more know. ambiguity. We know right. that he actually had a vision and it's a real vision of what was really going to happen. So now, now if you choose not to, to make the choice, you are ending the world at that well, point. Well, you know what? At, at the same time, the rebellious nature of myself says, you old god then you won't have anyone to play with that's and that's a question that's a question but i mean i guess it can just create another world <laughs> no, no. but i'm not you're, gonna you're be not his feelings no no oh maybe i am i'm gonna be the one maybe that was the test maybe the te maybe the test should have been if you do do this then maybe something bad should happen you know what what was the, the in the Bible? Was say, it Abraham had to try I mean, to sacrifice his son right. and Jesus and God stopped you him at the right last minute? get right up to the moment and God steps up. Right. If if in the end you say, no, we're not going to do this, then that's what saves the earth. Right. Not. I mean, you got to go through all the guys dying and then they still say no. Maybe that's what should have saved the earth. Maybe so. Any last thoughts, Aaron? I'm telling you, Dave Batista. who knew? Who knew? He really was the star of this. No question. It was, again, I thought this was Ron Weasley's comeback tour. Not so much. He was the Pretty first Weasley. to go. Still Pretty. Weasley. Shall we go behind the scenes? Let's do it. At the premiere in some, in some, some cinemas oh, at the Lord. entrance, What's happening? having an episode, <laughs> the spectators were asked to give up something they cared for for the entire duration of the film in exchange for a gift at the end. If they chose yes, then you bagged up your, your uh, smartphone and sealed it. By handing over the still sealed envelope at the exit, you received a nice prize. The initiative read, make your choice. You could give up one of the things you cared about most for the duration of the film. Prove it. Your sacrifice could be rewarded. So there you All go. Right. Um, in a 2023 interview with St uh, Screen Rant, M. Night Shyamalan explained how he came to cast Dave Bautista. He said, I thought this is an impossible role, a giant who can emote and do 30 pages of monologues. This doesn't exist. This person doesn't exist. And then he was like, Wait a minute. What about that guy from Blade Runner 2049? I don't know much about wrestling, so it wasn't like I had that in my head. And probably if I did, I might have been blinded to the fact that this person was an amazing actor. They said his name was Dave Bautista, and so I reached out. And then Dave reached out, and then we met. And when I spoke to him, I found a human being who's ready to start over again, take away all the success that he had, and unlearn it, and then start over. He was just uh, wanted to be proud of himself. And I was like, I'm down, brother. Let's do it the right way from beginning to end. And he's like, I don't know if I can do this. And I go, but I do. So there you go. Dude, he knocked it out of the park. I could totally believe that, that he's, he has the quiet voice. I could totally believe 
believe that he was a second grade teacher. Because at first when he said second grade teacher, I was like, wait. And then you hear him talk and he's clearly a genius. Clearly but, a genius. Well, he had his arms genius. all tatted up. I, I know. Yep. Absolutely all tatted up. But God, I, I, I hope he gets more work <laughs> like this because he's amazing. Soft spoken quality to his character. Oh. It was great. It was, it was yeah. an interesting juxtaposition. Absolutely. M. Night Shyamalan has a cameo in an air fryer infomercial that briefly appears in the Jesus. TV before the first news report. I love he's Alfred Hitchcock now. <laughs> he is. He is. Absolutely. Let's talk about the cast and crew, shall we? Mm-hmm. M. Night Shyamalan is the director. Yeah, he was one of the co-writers. It's obviously based upon a novel, but he helped write the screenplay. You know him for Lady in the Water. I love uh, Lady in the Water. I you're love the one. Lady in the Water. You're the one. Uh, Signs, The Village, The Sixth uh, Sense, yes. uh, The Happening. No. <laughs> <laughs> Good grief. No he matter how much tour. I complain about him, I still keep seeing his fucking movies just so he you can do. disappoint me. You're the one. I'm the uh, one. Let's see. Dave Batista played Leonard. You know him from Guardians of the Galaxy, Blade Runner 2049, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Riddick in 2013. All sorts of stuff. I didn't he's in Dune as well, for goodness sake. Um, let's see. Jonathan Groff played Eric, uh, the guy who got the concussion. Uh, you know him from he was Kristoff in Frozen. He was King George in Hamilton. Dude, he was in Mindhunter, which has been canceled, which was one of the most amazing shows. 19 episodes, he played Holden Ford on Mindhunter. Oh my God, he was so good in that. And and I'm so, and I kept waiting for the next season to come out. This this, this is a story of, of the guys who set up like the psychological right. uh, profiling for the FBI. So they're going out and meeting all these serial killers and collecting data. If you haven't seen it, go see Mind Hunter. <laughs> I love how you pronounce it. Mind Hunter. On Netflix. Any confusion. Ben Aldridge played Daddy Andrew. You know him from Knock at the Cabin. He was in Spoiler Alert. He was in five episodes of Fleabag. It's that show oh, I on love Amazon Fleabag. Prime. If you haven't seen Fleabag, go see that too. And he was in four episodes of The Long Call, which is a TV series I'm unfamiliar with. Unfamiliar. Do you want to know about any of the other cast? Oh, wait, we've got to talk about Ron Weasley. Ron Rupert Weasley, Grint. Mean, brother? Rupert Grint played Redmond, but that's not his real name. Mm-hmm. Rory O'Bannon. We don't know why he's called something else. Uh, you know him from Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. He was in the Harry Potter movies, basically. Sounds um, like it. Yep. Hey. <laughs> Anything else? Any other characters you want to know about, or actors? I should say. We don't. We don't need to know. Don't need to know. Let's talk. The only about... other character is like a, a five-year-old. So next, knock at the cabin. Let's talk about the rating. 
right, knock it to Kevin. Currently, 67% on Rotten Tomatoes. Which seems you know low. Even though I have my complaints and I don't like the ending and I know how to fix it, but no one's asking me, that seems low. <laughs> Do you know what the audience gave it? What? 63%. Oh, no. Oh, no. Is because right. of the ending. Maybe. Let's talk about the top critics. Richard Roper of the Chicago Sun-Times says, Knock at the Cabin holds mystery and originality inside its walls. Three out of four. All right. There you go. Three out of four. Not bad. Uh, let's see. Peter Travers, ABC News. M. Night Shyamalan can be too fuzzy and full of himself, but this doomsday thriller starring a never better Dave Batista yes. as a modern horseman of the apocalypse confirms yes. the sixth sense maestro knows how to fill the screen with tension and squeeze. There you go. And that's something we didn't mention. The four people are the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Right. They each represent something. Yeah. I don't remember what. Though. I don't remember the Bible being about the four horsemen being protective guardian, guard, guardians. The guardians of the galaxy. It all comes back. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows anything about it? I think that's about it. What is your rating, Aaron, for Knock at the Cabin? God, this is hard because I really, really liked it until I realized, as with like all, it. how it, how the mother is going to end with halfway through. Um, God, I'm going to give Dave Batista a five out of five, hundred percent, because okay. he's out standout favorite. I'm going to give it higher higher than than I want to, only because of Dave Batista. I'm going to give it a, a 3.5 out of 5 because M. Knight needs to call me at, when he's writing these goddamn scripts so I can fix it before it already goes out. Should have been more ambiguous. Right. They, sh they should not have clarified that these guys are correct. There should be doubt, and there should be doubt at the end. Well, and I and I agree. I gave it three point five. Uh, poor Ron Weasley's out of five. Poor We're Ron on the same page. We're on the same page, my friend. We're on the same page. I I enjoyed it overall. Um, you I mean, know, it starts out strong. Very I mean, strong. It really starts out strong. I mean, they really don't show, like. It's not a violent film. People no. are, are murdered, but you don't really see anything. You, don't, you um, don't really don't see much blood. There's no gore. Everything is, not, which I appreciate because you, you don't actually need to see it. I wonder if on some level M. Night Shyamalan was like, the twist would be that it's all fake. Mm -hmm. That it was all, they were wrong. That would be the twist. Kind of like the mist or something. They make a, a sacrifice right. and it was unnecessary. Right. Um, but I wonder if on some level he's like, well, that's what people would expect me to do. So, so you therefore, just make it ambiguous then. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be one way or another. Make it so we have doubts at the end. Right. I mean, that's the thing. I, I wonder, and you wanted to make it kind of a statement on the media, and that's a good statement to make. But I right. wonder if you eliminated the TVs entirely and you just had to take their word for it. 
that there that there was shit going down. Okay, you know I now think there's you a need it unless shit was like locusts were banging at the window. You know what I mean? You're right. gonna need that. Otherwise, they're gonna be like, "You're crazy. Go ahead. We just have to wait it out. They're all gonna kill themselves right in front of us, and then we're gonna get up and go about our day." And, and then the maybe... other thing is, okay, with this ending, how do you explain where your husband is? How do you explain right. that your house burned that. down and there's there's like five bodies all around yes. it? You just yes. drive off in someone's pickup truck and act like nothing happened. Is this an Airbnb? I mean, what is that person think? (laughs) (laughs) My place burned to the ground. Um, No, I mean, and that's that's a question that was not answered, obviously. But I wonder, again, what if the whole movie is they don't believe that as they slowly murder themselves? One, don't believe, don't believe, don't believe. Oh, thank goodness. It's all over now. And then the world ends. And then it, then it's like, uh, what, what was that movie with James Franco? When you then you open the door and it's like you're in uh, Beetlejuice with the sandworms. All right, <laughs> right. The end of the world. Right. You open the door and you're staring at, at the eye of Sauron. Right. I mean that that's obviously a different way to do it. I don't know. <laughs> the problem, the typical, you know, missed ending would be like okay, I sacrificed my partner and then it's revealed that it was all BS, but I don't know how you show that. How do you show that it wasn't real after you've made the sacrifice? You know what I mean? So it would have he to go the other way. sacrifice his partner. Yes. He grabs the daughter, walks out, and planes are still falling. Oh, so that the, the world's just going to end regardless. Or, <laughs> see, that's the problem because they brought part of the plague to their cabin. Like lightning is just coming from the sky. Right. By the, the backyard, end, you see a plane. But halfway through, they establish it's real. So then the choice is really, right. I know the world is going to come to an end. And what am I do gonna I do let it, it come to an end or do right. I not? Right. And I'm, I'm with uh, Daddy Eric. We're going to fucking walk the earth together. Fuck you all. If this is, but we go back to if this is what it takes, that it doesn't deserve to continue. Is it a more interesting question then to debate what are we going to do about it versus is this really happening? I don't know. That's a question. Well, is this really happening? You determine if that's true, and then you have the discussion. So then, the problem is they don't leave them alone to have a conversation. They try to oh, take uh, the weaker daddy, Daddy Andrew, away to whisper with him, to convince him, because the they can sense daddy. immediately who who who's the softer touch. Because Daddy Eric is like, I will piss on all your graves before anyone does anything to my family. I will right. see you all dead. Uh, where the other guys all <sighs> exactly. Hundred percent. Let's just say he's uncertain. He's he's not. He's on the fence. So right. Who the hell knows? I I, enjoy, I enjoyed it overall. If you haven't seen it, I would say sure, go see it. What do you think? When you texted me about your feelings on, it, I thought we were walking into a forbidden zone train ride. <laughs> 
is what I was anticipating. I'm out down. I, I was still hot from my anger at M. Night yet again. I just like to be angry at M. Night Shyamalan. I think it was what it comes down to. So I was still, I had just watched it when I texted. I'm like, well, maybe there's nothing to talk about here. Well, it, and we talked about it. It it really doesn't have a lot to goof on. No. You know what I mean? It isn't obvious, ridiculous choices. No. There isn't a lot of that. So it's a, in a way, you could argue that means it's a well-constructed movie. There isn't a lot of ridiculousness. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can just discuss, you know, the, the qualities of the film, which we're doing right now. What would we do differently? Obviously, you would have done some things differently. I think I probably would have done some things differently. But this wasn't the happening we're talking about right now. No. 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 Oh, Lord. happening. <laughs> Even the name is wrong. What's the bus? Tell me what the happening. What the? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Even the name was a disaster. Jesus Christ. Disastivo. No question. So who knows? Who knows how it'll all work out? Because when they say from the mind of M. Shyamalan, I instinctively recoil. You know what I mean? I'm like, no thanks. Typically. But like I said, whereas I felt old, kind of, I heard negative things about it. I did not hear negative things about this movie. You heard nothing about it. That's almost worse. Maybe. Negativity means that someone has an emotion about it. But you're right. That's what it means. I didn't hear anything about it. I just saw the ads and I thought, ooh. You thought, ooh. (laughs) I thought it, then it made me think, I'm like, then I was thinking about Sophie's choice. I was like, uh, she should just grab both kids and just got on the train. I'm like, well, and like I said, coming back from that, the train, <laughs> put, put both kids on the train, take them okay, both. And you might as well just jump on yourself, you know, all <laughs> aboard. That's the game. Yeah. All aboard. All aboard. <laughs> uh, yes. It's so funny to laugh at the Holocaust. <laughs> no, it is not, by the way. Um. Uh, no, but what's funny is I kept calling this cabin in the woods. I know. I get to knock at the cabin in the woods. <laughs> knock at the cabin just seems like an odd title. Yeah. It's like, what? What? Do you, what? Dave, Dave Batista wants to have a conversation with you. That's what we could have called it. Absolutely. We can expect to see more of Dave Batista doing these kinds of roles because he says that he's too old to keep lifting weights the way he does. Basically, I, I mean, like, if I see his name coming out in a non-superhero movie, I am much more inclined to go see it. Because there you go, he sold it, you. It's real. It's real. I mean, I'd rather see Dave Batista than John Cena. I, I I'm agree. Just throwing it out there. I agree. John Cena is stiff as fuck. He's he, amusing. Whatever. He's not a good actor, though. He's better than he used to be, but he's. You know, there are definitely things I saw. When he's I saw on him, the Keanu trajectory that eventually when he's 70, he'll be he'll be John Wick in it. That is correct. When he's 70, <laughs> he'll be ready for John Wick 45. <laughs> so thank you very much. Go to our page on YouTube. Yes, we're on YouTube. Simulcast. Uh, we're on Facebook twitter we're on instagram we are on uh, tiktok and we're on threads for goodness sake you can also email us the podcast that wouldn't die at gmail, gmail. 
Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere the finer podcasts are available. So treat like, yourself. share. So treat, so treat yourself. <laughs> uh, Aaron, what are you doing with your social media? Not much these days. But in case you're looking for me, I am the Cult of Aaron on Instagram. Join the cult. I'm also Don't Feed the Pigeon, which basically I, I haven't posted anything on that for 100 years. I'm on the threads. Uh, professionally, I'm on Artsy and First Dibs. Aaron Doherty. Check it out. Check. I also have a store on my Instagram where I'm making zines. So check that out. Beautiful. Indeed. Each week, we like to get some fan, listener, follower uh, comments and mail. So let's take a look at that right now, shall we? Talking about the horror classic Phantasm. So good times. David Rosen said, I think this is one of the, this or one of the sequels is the movie I walked in on when I was a little kid and it gave me nightmares for all of my childhood. And why wouldn't it? You got a That's creepy right. crypt keeper and a flying orb with spikes. That's terrifying. Truly terrifying. One day I'm going to finally watch them and find out because the images are burned inside my head. Just so. like the steel ball. Absolutely. Craig Cohen says, the first is in a class all its own. Watch that and wait a few months for dealing with any of the sequels. So that's, <laughs> that's good advice. <laughs> that's good advice for all of us. But uh, it, I mean, it directly leads into Star Wars because this is where they make the Jawas. So there we Absolutely. go. Absolutely. Well, they talked about whether or not they should switch the robes on uh, the little Jawas to make them gray to make a greater contrast. And they said, I have it. Who cares? <laughs> Craig Cohen also money says, for a complete costume change. Come well, on. We do that. Craig Cohen also says he has a mini poster of phantasm signed by a Michael Baldwin, who famously played Mike. And, uh, yeah, it's a serious Collector's item. Did no you get question. that at the Fangoria convention? Absolutely. I mean, who, why wouldn't you? Hey, why uh, wouldn't you? Matt MJC said, Starring Reggie as Reggie in a film series that has become more and more Reggie as it goes on. And I'm all That's for it. That's so Reggie. It's so Reggie. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you know what? What did we say we were doing next week, Aaron? Did we do? Oh, Time Bandits. Time Bandits. Time Bandits. Next week we'll be doing Time Bandits starring many British actors and British little people. So you have that to go through. There's also cameos by Aren't Sean the little Connery. Aren't also actors? They are actors, but they're smaller in stature. Uh, Sean Connery is briefly in this. Michael Palin is briefly in this. Uh, uh, who else? John Cleese, Shelley Duvall, Catherine Helmand. It is truly, you know, like I said, many British actors whose names are escaping me at the moment. Where can you watch Time Bandits, you might ask? It's on Max. If you're a Max subscriber, it's on that for free. It's also on the Criterion Collection, if you're a subscriber to that. Now, Otherwise, doesn't Max, doesn't this Max, this HBO change to Max seem wrong? Because Max sounds like Cinemax. Well, because that's the thing. When it was HBO Max, it's because it was HBO and Cinemax and then all the other uh, things that they owned kind of combined. For some reason, they decided that it's kind of like Twitter changing into X. 
where it's like you've taken your high profile name that people have known and appreciated for an extended period of time and just say, eh, we don't need that anymore. Moving I mean, on. Call me crazy, but in the last four years, HBO has changed their name three times. So isn't that a sign of trouble that you have to keep rebranding yourself? Yes. Yes, it is. That doesn't, sound, that doesn't sound right. It's like when you watch a sitcom and then suddenly someone's having a baby or a dog arrives. Cousin Oliver. Cousin Absolutely. Oliver. This is a Cousin Oliver situation. Absolutely it is. It is, it is Gilmore Girls when she gets a dog named Paul Anka. It's when the shark yes. is getting jumped. It is. Because streaming, we, we're not really going to talk about this, but streaming overall has taken a nosedive. Like all of these, because everybody has a streaming service. Mm -hmm. So their pieces of the pie is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. So HBO is struggling. Disney Plus is struggling. Like they, they used to have every movie in their catalog on there. Now they don't. They've taken things off. Uh, Max is canceling a lot of their like original programming. They're, yeah, it's, they're, we're going up in flames. It's a sad situation. We're going to be Not all that. back. You know what's going to happen? We're going to be back to fucking cable is what's happened. It's about to be knock on the cabin. Somebody's going to come to your door. Knock on the cable. Knock on the cable. Good times. So, All right, wait. What? Wait. I was going to talk about time bands, but go ahead. All right. Well, I wanted to talk about uh, a movie we recently did, which was uh, Face Off. And, and I don't think I mentioned the fact that the dude from the 70s showed played the cameo in this who is also on uh, What's-Her-Name's Scientology show about how he was yes. busted for rape with, with multiple yes. girlfriends, but Scientology covered it all up. Danny Masterson, I think is his Danny name. Masterson, who plays the date-rapey boyfriend yes. of John Travolta's daughter in this yes. film. He has finally had his day in court and is off in jail, Mr. Rapey McRaperson. Art imitating life. Art yes. imitating life. Very interesting. Uh, and then it made me Google. I'm like, is this somehow, there's way too many Scientologists in this film. Well, there's so two that we're like, aware of. I don't know if there's I, any more. Dude, <laughs> if there's two, there's three. If there's three, there's four. Oh, well, there you go. I was like, baby John Woo's a Scientologist. I'm going to Google that. But that's what we're going to say for now. So, Time I mean, Bandits. Time Bandits. You may. You may... I may? Okay. Time okay. Bandits. Send us your favorite scenes, favorite quotes, comments, and questions, and maybe we'll talk about it on the show. So, thank you very much, and be well. I'm still looking it up. Bye. Bye.